I just want to tell you, right, that when Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible tells us that in the tomb, all the clothes were folded neatly. I just find that a remarkable fact, really. I just imagine that you wake up inside a tomb. All right, there's a way out. Do you stop and do the ironing? This is what I'm asking you. Do you do that? And the answer is no, you don't. But you see, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, it was orderly. It was orderly. But that's not how it started, because Jesus' death was absolute chaos. There were people stumbling around in the dark, waving weapons. There was a kangaroo court. There was an argument between rulers and judges, between justice and expediency. <coughs> they beat Jesus so severely that he couldn't carry his own cross. There was an earthquake. Dead people came out. The curtain in the temple tore apart. It was absolute chaos. I mean, chaos. Did I say chaos? I don't know about you, but life can be pretty chaotic. Do you have a chaotic life? You know, we want all sorts of things in our lives. And often, no matter what we get, we want more. One of the things that Alcoholics Anonymous say, if you keep wanting more, it's not working. If you never have enough, whatever it is, it's not working. But that mad scramble for more of whatever it happens to be for you <coughs> or for me, it brings chaos, doesn't it? Things do not go as they are supposed to or as they are planned. I don't know if you've noticed, but I find that people are tremendously inconvenient in cooperating with the things that I want them to do. Have you noticed that? I, I have noticed that people do not get out of the way when I'm in a hurry. What's wrong with these people? What is that about? It's chaos. It's not good. You know what it is? We can't, we don't feel comfortable unless we get in our own way. We, we want everyone to do our thing. And when we don't get it, we struggle. I mean, the only thing that happens as we get older is that we cover that up a bit better. Mostly. We all have our moments. Have you had a moment? I've had a moment. Okay. Do you know, we do things, we get things, we achieve things, and somehow they still don't give us the reassurance we want. How well have you done in your life? And so you are completely now secure. You don't worry about anything. Me neither. This is, of course, complete fiction. Why do we not get, why do we not get that? What I've found, tell me if you found this, and this includes everybody from little upwards. All that changes as you get older is what you worry about. 
Have you noticed that? You look at the things that you used to worry about and you think, why do I worry about that? But the now things, that's different. That's a proper worry. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? We don't stop it. We just, well, mature it. <laughs> wow. You young people, you have such a wonderful future of worry ahead of you. I'll tell you, you're going to worry about things that you haven't even heard of yet. It's fantastic. It's not. It's chaos. It's chaos. No matter how hard we try, it doesn't get any better. Even though we have more even though we learn, even though we become clever, even though people maybe, if you're fortunate, start to actually do what you want them to do, somehow we don't end up with anything other than the same hole inside. And that's the chaos. In the, in the letter that James writes to the church, he says this, where you find envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder. And it's true because what you want and what I want don't align. And what everybody else wants and what I want don't align. Well, that's not orderly. Why can't everybody else line up behind me? Because they want me to line up behind them. It's chaos. It's disorder. And all of this translates further into the world. I don't know if you've noticed. The world is not doing brilliantly. Famine. Wars. Drought. I did a study a little bit earlier this year looking at drought. And, and how not just drought being caused by what we do with our planet, but how well people are helped. Did you know that in 2012, in this country, we had a drought? See, some people do, and some people, in 2012, we had a drought in this country that if it had happened 600 years ago, would have caused widespread starvation. Can I tell you exactly how much disruption it caused? It put the average weekly budget up by just under five pounds. Now, the following year, there was a drought in Somalia. And a quarter of a million people died in six months. Their drought wasn't as severe as our drought. That's not, the drought is not the problem, is it? How we as people on the planet behave, that's the problem. Now, I'm not trying to get political about this at all. All I'm pointing out is it's chaos. People don't do the right thing. Whether it's warlords or bureaucrats, whether it's corruption, it, all it does is illustrate what we are like. Chaos. Just chaos. But you see, when Jesus rose from the dead, it wasn't. It was orderly. He even stopped, or maybe he had somebody to do it for him, I don't know, to fold the grave clothes and walk 
comfortably out of the tomb. And now there's two reasons for this. The first reason is this. There was a plan. God had a plan. And his plan was this, that you and I don't need to keep scrambling around in chaos because he has the power to put order in. But it cost him his son. Jesus died to pay the price for what I have done wrong. I mess up. I get it wrong. You know, it's quite an interesting thing. Lots of people think that if you say you're a Christian, you're claiming to be perfect. The reality is the opposite. Because I know how flawed I am, I am a Christian. Christians are the people who own up to being not perfect. We need Jesus to put it right. But God had a plan, and it was orderly. The second thing that makes it orderly is this. It was finished. Have you ever finish a job? Do you know when you finish a job, do you know what you do? Tidy up. The job was finished. Nothing else needs to be done. We can belong to Jesus' family without doing any more than acknowledging him as Lord in our lives. He does all the changing. I know sometimes we don't like this, but honestly, you don't have to give money to charity. You don't have to cut your hedge when your neighbor asks you. You don't have to even let people out at junctions, though that's a good thing to do, by the way. You don't have to do those things because Jesus has completed the plan and you can be changed today. Not just my testimony. You've heard other testimonies today where people have had their lives changed because there is a plan. That could be you today. The Bible says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him won't die but have everlasting life. Everlasting life, no death. God will forgive the wrong which creates the chaos. The Holy Spirit will fill the hole in your life and in mine. And we are saved from the chaos of now. But more importantly, we are saved from the chaos which is to come. Imagine not fearing death. Imagine not fearing death. What's that like? That's good news. This is good news. Jesus has risen from the dead. Those who put their trust in him will be saved. If you put your trust in Jesus today, you will be saved today. You don't have to earn it. You just have to believe it. Not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. You've done wrong. Jesus can fix that. You keep doing wrong. Jesus can forgive that. Do you have to take a breath and be perfect for the rest of your life? You're not going to manage that. Half an hour, mostly for me, is a good run. And then Jesus forgives me all over again. The Bible tells us this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and put us right again. 
That's a fantastic thing to know. Jesus can do that because God brought mercy into our corrupt plan. So, you got a hole? You got a hole? You know, you know when you, have you ever had a hole in your tooth? You know, you have a hole in your tooth and you kind of just keep your mouth shut and don't eat anything and you know what I mean? It's all fine until you open your mouth and the wind blows through and then suddenly you get reminded that you have a hole. Well, we live our lives like that. We get very busy and we run around and then something happens. Somebody gets sick, something goes wrong, nasty bill comes in and the wind whistles and suddenly we feel the hole again. Is that you? That's me. But Jesus can fill that hole. Trouble, sickness, insecurity, bereavement, all those things. I'm really proud of my friends that they will acknowledge Jesus. They have that. What about you? Today is a day that could change your life. Chaos becomes order. What is wrong becomes right. What has plagued you burdened you, pricked your conscience, unmade you feel insecure, Jesus can deal with all of that. You might not believe that, but the Holy Spirit could be talking to you right now. Listen to him. And if you want to say yes to Jesus, do it today. Talk to me. I'll pray with you. I guarantee you'll stay dry for at least 24 hours. But if you want to talk to Jesus, then let's do it. Let's pray now. Lord Jesus, we are amazed. It's a shocking story. But in the end, it finishes with everything under control. Lord, we would like, we would like to be changed so that you bring order out of our chaos. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, we pray. Don't let any of us go away without meeting you, even for the first time. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen.